0: All right. Howdy, howdy, howdy. My name's Eric. And this is Berto. And this is Totally Biased. Uh, I got my mic working this week, so that's a plus. Jackass. Yeah, last week it was, uh, last couple weeks, really, really uh, screwed the pooch on that one. An idiot. Um,
1: like a fucking idiot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. South Carolina's going to fire me too, dude. Got him. Um, so, our would you rather this week? Uh, obviously, uh, NBA drafts coming up. NBA free agency started a couple days ago, um, at the time of this recording. Um, so the, would you rather is, would you rather as an NBA executive looking to draft or, you know, make their trades, whatever they may be you doing, build your team. Yeah. Improving your team. Do you go after a known commodity or do you value picks more? So kind of the, where this, this question is coming from is there's been a number of trades that have happened so far that have involved known commodities, a Chris Paul, uh, a Drew Holiday, for first first-round picks. So the question is, in Who that position, in what are you taking? Well, like, which do you value?
1: Yeah, I always um, – I, I guess it comes down to um, – you have a certainty to a, to an extent of a player. So, like, you know what a player is. You know his stats and kind of what he is versus a possibility. You know, you never know with these kids, especially, especially in the NBA because these kids are, like, 18, 19 years old. Like, it's not like in the NFL or at least a little bit older. Um, they're, like, 19 years old. Like, you don't know what these guys are going to pan out. Um, but I think the – I'll think I'll go with the first-round picks. I think you – it, it depends on where you're at, because if you're rebuilding, you obviously let go of your assets, bring in the round picks, and try to develop from within with your with your drafting, and then build something. If you're in a win-now situation, like some of these teams are right now, the Bucks type of thing, you let go of your picks to get what you need to make a run for the playoffs make a run for the championship. But I always think the, you should be able to develop players. I always think, like, if you know what this guy is, if you're getting a player, you know he gets... 15 and 10 or whatever you never know what you could pick up like players like obviously the first overall picks don't always pan out but players get drafted later on and if you should be confident in your um your recruiters or your scouts or whatever your team to pick the good players or players you need and then be able to develop so I always think you should do it from within with the rounds instead of going out and trying to get a player type of thing but that's just me because I think you should be able to develop and that's part of the game but what do you think yeah and (laughs) I think it's it it's interesting to look at
0: the NBA's the way they do trades and drafts yeah. versus the NFL, where obviously in in basketball, right, there's five men on the court at yep. any one time. A, you play yeah. offense and defense. Any one player's effect on the game is much greater. Yes. Right than it is in the NFL. And someone could argue that I guess you could say Patrick Mahomes has a more of an impact. Yeah, yeah but, but he doesn't play a whole half of the game. Yep. Right, he he can't. It's just not how that works, yep, yep. and he relies on so many other players to make himself good. You look at LeBron James. LeBron James is worth all all of the first round picks, right? Yep, kind of thing because you just can't replace his production yep. because he's out there for forty minutes of the game. Yep. Um. So in that respect, going after something that you know is important, and I think if you've been watching uh, the draft over the last 5 maybe 10 years you look at some of the problems that some of these uh, rebuilding teams have been going through you look at the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. you look at the Cavs right Yeah. you know there's been a lot of flops right you know your Nerlin yeah. Noel's, your um Fultz. Yep. No, he's doing well now but Markell Fultz, uh, Bennett uh there's just been a lot and so I guess
1: the guy before uh katie
0: yep greg odin greg odin yeah there's been a lot of of number one overall picks and even first rounders that kind of just go into nothingness you don't really hear about them their career kind of just dies off whatever but it's still weird to me that a player like drew holiday would be traded for three first or three first round picks I just think that like the the risk to reward I understand is high for a draft pick, right? They may not pan out that way. But
1: yeah, they're probably not going to be like number 1 picks, they're probably going to be. But you're kind of
0: mortgaging your future a little bit in that sense, right? Yeah. And I think the the argument that you could make is are for the the picks mm-hmm. is look at the Miami Heat from this year. Mm-hmm. They built that team that made it and you know, some might say well they shouldn't have made it that far in the first place, but yeah. they built a team that got extremely far in the playoffs. They didn't really have a chance there at the end, but I mean, they built that through the draft and a lot of those guys are, you know, one to two years in the, the league, guys. right? And that's not, those, none of, not that many of them were first rounders either, right? Necessarily, mm-hmm. right? You build it over the course of the whole draft yeah. and you, you've you got a Kendrick Nunn and you've got a Bam and you've got yep. uh, a walking bucket in Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm, Tyler Hero. Right. So I think it's it's a little bit different, but I think I, I would value the picks. Yep. Because just as as much as you could say it doesn't pan like so oh, they don't pan out a lot of times. Well, sometimes someone later in the in the first round could really pan out exactly. a lot more than you would think. So
1: Giannis being the fifteenth.
0: Yep, Giannis is a great example. Right. And yeah, I mean, you gotta believe in your own player development, you know, how are you gonna make these players better once they get on your team.
1: Exactly. It's hard to say.
0: But I, I yeah, I think I value picks sometimes over more over commodities. It's I guess it's a riskiness. I guess if it was m- my job and I had to put food on, on the table, I might look at it differently. But
1: Yeah, I think like like we said, it kinda depends where you're at on your rebuild. If you're a win now, it makes more yeah. sense. Like you said, like if you're the Clippers and you want to win now and you are okay with mortgaging your team and letting go of twelve picks or whatever it was, it makes sense for you. I still think you could do more with that. Like, now, now you're looking at the OKC with a million picks. So, I don't know. Also, yeah. isn't it I – I was thinking this when you we were talking, but, like, isn't it weird how the, the drafts with the NBA pick swaps work? The team yeah. that had the pick actually makes the pick, and then it gets traded. I really never weird. understood that. It's odd. So, you could pick, like, a shitty player just because you're going to trade them because it was a trade there. I don't think that's how that works, but no. If you're like the Lakers traded a first rounder for whatever, the Lakers are gonna make that pick in a year, not the other team. So I'm like, how the fuck does that do they talked about it or yeah. do they're like they probably do, right? It's I just I think so, yeah. I don't never understood that in my part. It's just interesting.
0: But yeah, to your point about, you know, where your team's at. And I brought up Drew Holiday being traded for three mm-hmm. first round picks and we'll dive into a little bit more of that later, but I think in a situation like that. I guess when you look at the trade, it's the same thing with Kawhi and the Paul George trade last year.
1: Well, yeah, but if if you look at the trade, just upfront, just straight up, just straight up, yeah, just straight up, it's confusing. Yes,
0: but the whole point of getting Drew Holiday is to exactly m- try to get Giannis to sign the contract exactly. and believe that he's going to win and win yeah, now. Exactly. Giannis isn't there to win in six years.
1: Yep, that's also what the exactly he's not going to be. He's not trying to win in six years. Like if, if if the team is trying to win in six years, Giannis won't be there for yep. that. He's here for now. And like you said, like the Clippers won. The point of getting Paul George was because Kawhi was not going to go to the Clippers if they didn't bring in Paul George. Yes. So if you want to have Kawhi and have a potential to win, yep. you have to bring in Paul George and let go of a million picks. So stand alone, yeah, that both those trades look stupid to me. But you know, if yeah. if those teams make it or they win and it pans out like they want, it might make sense.
0: And like I said, we'll get more into uh, NBA free agency um, a little bit later in the episode, but we're going to dive right into college football. Not an extremely impactful week. Not like we saw the previous week where, yeah. you know, there was a lot of stuff moving around this last week. There's a lot of canceled games, not a lot of good matchups in general,
1: the, the four of the top five didn't play. So, Yep. Uh,
0: one game that, looked like it could be interesting was the notre dame boston college game only top
1: five team to play yep
0: yep and that was one that you know if notre dame's going to their path to the playoff goes through boston college which they did and then in two weeks from now going through north carolina yeah so
1: yeah i mean yeah it was a it was kind of a decent game boston college isn't horrible they they're all right but I mean, Notre Dame is just a better team right now. Their
0: uh, Boston College quarterback looked really good, though. He did. He did. So.
1: That's what I'm saying. I, I think Boston College is a pretty good team, but, like, they've had to play Clemson already and Notre Dame. I think they played UNC earlier. So, I mean, they just don't compare to some of these teams. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame sits pretty it's, – it's a 14-point win over a pretty good Boston College pretty can, good team. Pretty good team, yeah. I mean, it's really what what you want from them if you're yeah. rooting for Notre Dame, which I'm not, so –
1: No, but that's what they need. They need to keep, like like you said, they'll be on, like, under the spotlight, like Clemson is for the rest of the season because they need to win out and potentially then beat Clemson again to get in. So it's just how we got to keep them on there.
0: Yep. And then, uh, again, another big, it's weird to think that Notre Dame's in the ACC, but another interesting game for the ACC was Miami is one of those kind of dark horse ACC teams for acc uh championship, championship game yep. um you know if notre dame drops a game or if somehow clemson drops another game something weird happens miami Miami's sitting there at, at one loss they almost dropped this game to virginia tech
1: right which is weird that the line was actually in two points of virginia before this and i didn't understand why but Apparently, they know something, as fucking Vegas always fucking knows. It's a close game the whole game.
0: Yeah, well, care. you were uh, you were shitting on the line for the Ohio State-Indiana game.
1: I will shit on that line. We can talk about that later, but that line is trash. Put your <laughs> so fucking you, mortgage, on, ago, it. You Put like, your fucking mortgage on it. Just a second ago, you were like, they know something.
0: They know something, and now you're like, oh, shit. Well, I,
1: I mean, I, I had Miami winning, but it was like a two-point game to Virginia Tech, and I was like, shouldn't Miami be favored at least a little bit? They won, so, I mean— Vegas lost because they put them by two points or whatever. But well, the you, point is, the the Ohio State one is different. We can get into that in a second.
0: Yeah. Well, this one's pretty pretty interesting, and part of the reason why we're talking about it at all is comeback. Yeah, Miami had a a pretty good comeback. Uh, scored two touchdowns um, to close out the game. Virginia to, Tech shit itself. Yeah, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Tech definitely should've shot. Should have won this game. Yes. We we should be sitting here talking about number you know. 17 Miami in their second loss, but instead, yeah. they and how
1: they are not in the playoff yeah. contention anymore. But
0: they're still there, they're hanging around, like I said, somehow, dude. I <clears throat> they are not mathematically eliminated,
1: they are not. There's about 12 teams or whatever, and they're like 11th or 12th, you know, like yeah, they are technically still
0: alive. The, the problem for them is that they already lost to Clemson, mm-hmm. and Clemson's loss doesn't really matter. Because they have the head-to-head. Yep. Notre Dame's undefeated. Yep. If Notre Dame finishes the season undefeated and Clemson finishes the season undefeated, they're both going to the championship. Yep. Miami's out. And yep.
1: it, Even if... So we're trying to go back to hypotheticals and all this. Even if Notre Dame were to be Clemson in the ACC championship again and leaving that fourth spot, assuming Alabama wins out, Ohio State wins out, the fourth spot... I don't think it would go to Miami. No, it would go to. It could go to a Pac-12 team. It might go to the Pac-12 champion at that point. It if might you go have like an
0: undefeated Oregon.
1: If Oregon starts thrashing people, or it might go to A and M with one loss if they have one loss, or it might go to Cincinnati BYU.
0: I guess uh, this time next week we'll we'll find out what uh, the playoff committee thinks
1: about this time next week. We'll know the rankings from the yeah. playoff, playoff committee.
0: Yeah, we'll find out next week what they think of Cincinnati and BYU, and that's going to give us a lot of insight yes. into what they're thinking this year because BYU's resume is trash. Cincinnati has some good wins over top top twenty five teams.
1: I, yeah, so Cincinnati. we don't really know. Like, I,
0: I think Cincinnati gets in over BYU, BYU but yeah. then you get to the question of but uh, for their path and, to and be, and be
1: but the path for like, since, sorry, to digress. The path for Cincinnati is more along those lines. The Big 12 is out, right? The Big Dumpster fires out. Yeah. Pac-12, I think the only way would be Oregon because USC, their second-best team, is not looking well winning at last-second games. so I wouldn't say they're going to get in. They're 2-0, and but they won on, like, last-minute touchdowns. Oregon has to win and win by, like, 15 or 14, 21 points every game and prove they're one of the better teams with only six games. If they're out, then you have the three champions, the Big Twin SEC and ACC, then you get into that fourth spot, it could be like a one loss A and M or one loss Miami, a Cincinnati type of thing. I think.
0: Well, I think one of the other things, one of the non um, on the field um, factors that could affect Cincinnati and Miami's chances mm-hmm. at the playoffs is uh, apparently the playoff committee is considering, or when I say considering, it's just it's in it's been brought up and they have. Uh, at the request of the pac 12 are looking at the possibility of moving the playoff back, which all that will do is opens the door a little bit more to the pac 12. Yeah. Um. Again, kind of on them for having started so late yeah, and not having any fun. games and having all these issues. So, you know, I guess we'll see how that works out. And there's really like, unfortunately, you know, no team can, like a Miami or an A&M or a Cincinnati can do anything but play the person in front of them. And then exactly. if if the playoff committee opens the door for the Pac-12 just out of whatever yeah. favoritism, that's going to be a little dumb. bit tough to swallow. I, for some I don't time.
1: know about that, but we'll see, I guess. Anyways, like I said, Miami's still alive, kind of.
0: Yeah. Speaking of someone who's not going to be alive very much longer is Jim Harbaugh. God damn it. Do you like that segue? You're going to kill him? Like that segue. You're going to kill him? That's what you're going to do? Yeah, they're going to fucking stab him. Yeah, they're going to feed him to the campus mascot.
1: It's a Wolverine. It is no fucking They don't have a Wolverine.
0: Do you think I bet they've got a Wolverine.
1: I don't think they do.
0: No. This is what Google's for, I guess. You look it up. Yeah, look it up. See if they've got a Wolverine. Um I guess the uh, the only thing to say about the Wisconsin Michigan game was just uh, oof. Uh 49 to 10 uh, Wisconsin beat up on Michigan. <sighs> Michigan's just not good and I think uh again I think we talked about it last week. When you're at a big program like Michigan, you have to beat Michigan's rivals. Right? Yes. That's how your you know, when you take your your uh, report card, that's what they grade you on. You're supposed to beat the Rutgers and the Indianas and, you know, year in and year out. Th- those are the teams that are just warm-ups for you. You need to beat the Wisconsins. You need to beat the Penn States, the Ohio States. And yeah. this year especially, they haven't done that. And they've lost to the Indiana. Indiana. Michigan State. So. Wisconsin. This is, uh, it's not looking up for Jim Harbaugh. He's, uh, I would say, well past The honeymoon phase of trying to get his team put together. He's had his own recruiting classes at this point. There isn't a player on that roster that he didn't recruit. So at this point, it's all all on him. Six years? I think it's a six season. I think it's six.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. I thought he was a good coach. He did well in Stanford back in the day. He did have Andrew Luck for a little bit of it. And then he did well at the 49ers. Maybe he's an NFL coach, not a college coach. Doesn't really make sense. The Other way is more common, but um, yeah, it's not looking good there. That game was bad. Like I don't know if you watched it, but that game was bad. They, uh, Wisconsin, got the ball, ran it down their throats, touchdown. Michigan got it within two plays, pick. Michigan, Wisconsin scored again. Then Michigan got it again, pick six. It was twenty-one nothing within like seven plays. Yeah, I think was I think bad. the uh,
0: the telling stats here. Are the top performers in this game for passing on either team? Was a Wisconsin quarterback Mertz. He had 127 yards passing.
1: Well, yeah, they they went back to Wisconsin ball where they just run it all the time.
0: Yeah, well, and their their running back had 87 yards, the highest.
1: Well, yeah, but they had like four guys. Yeah, oh yeah,
0: I, I, they yeah. did. They they had a whole bunch. Uh, the top receiver had 56 yards, and that was in Michigan. So, yeah, yeah what's your your point in that there was a lot of Michigan just turning the ball over oh, yeah. and just giving points. They just looked points. bad. I
1: think I think in the first quarter, like, Wisconsin was up 14 nothing or something like that and had, like, close or something like that, or, like, middle of the second quarter, Michigan hadn't gotten a first down, and they had six yards or something. It just looked bad. It was just a thrashing. The, the end of the score, I mean, it's still a 38-point game, but the end of the score could have been worse. But, Do they have a Wolverine? Oh, they used to have Biff the Michigan Wolverine back in the 20s and 30s. Uh, Of course his name would be Biff. Yeah, I don't know why. Biff the Michigan Wolverine. Uh, He was kept in a small zoo at the University of Michigan in the 20s and 30s. Um,
0: They just didn't replace him, I guess?
1: I guess. I think they eventually, like, they probably were like, we can't have this on the sideline or whatever, and so they probably just gave it back to the zoo. Well, I don't know if you necessarily have to take it (laughs) on the sideline. There's a picture of him in a crate. On the sideline, yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> so, <laughs> don't they take the? Doesn't LSU take the tiger? Yeah, LSU does take a tiger on. So yeah, so so does uh, Arkansas has a a pig, a pig, whatever. Yeah. Um, I
0: think a lot of the SEC teams have something. I don't think Alabama does.
1: Auburn has a tiger, right?
0: I don't know if they have one. They have an eagle.
1: Well, that's a war eagle. A war eagle. I, I think they have a tiger. Also, I think
0: they do. Does Alabama Someone have the from elephant? Auburn, correct us. Huh? Alabama has elephant there's not one on the field i can tell you that
1: they have an elephant though right don't they i don't know i thought they had one on the field not
0: georgia has field. a stupid
1: looking dog huh georgia has a stupid looking dog there's yeah. no is there an actual gator for florida oh i guarantee they've got a gator <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you they just walk
0: outside and grab <laughs> one just, one just walks into the stadium <laughs> oh there he is oh shit they're like i don't know if that's fuck. is did that we, him you have
1: that? oh is that oh, okay. gary
0: the gator I don't know, man. Gary the Gator. Gary the Gator. What the fuck did that I... What would Florida name their mascot?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's funny. Gary the Gator. Yeah, dude. What,
0: what, what do you name an alligator? Like,
1: I don't know. What is <laughs> Florida's...
0: Actually, yeah, they're going to have a name for it. Mascot name. Don't they have two? There's, there's a male and a female one, isn't there?
1: Yeah, but they're Albert and Alberta. <laughs> Wait, isn't isn't the
0: uh, Alabama's uh, elephant mascot, isn't it like Albert? I don't know. Damn, it's a good thing we don't have any listeners.
1: Big Al. Big Al, see? Big yeah. Al. Big Al. Big Al and then Albert and Alberta. Alberta is two of them. That's funny.
0: Albert the Gator. All right, I think Gary the Gator is better.
1: No, they're Albert the Alligators. Dumb slut. One. Anyways. But does anyone at at
0: Florida call themselves the Alligators?
1: No, they're the Gators.
0: Yeah. So, it's I mean, like, but yeah, I guess it makes sense. Albert the Alligator.
1: Yeah. Also, I don't know why, I think, why they have to be the almost exact same name, but whatever.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, you know. It could have been Kaylee the alligator.
1: Yeah, it could have been some other shit.
0: Oh, that would have been hilarious if they had done like Kaylee the alligator and made her like an Instagram hoe.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, these mascots weren't made in 20-teens, dude, or 2020s. These are, back in the day, they weren't Instagram thoughts. Instagram <laughs> There's thoughts? There's always been thoughts. Yeah, but not Instagram thoughts.
0: No. Thoughts gonna be thoughts, dude. Yeah, dude. Hey, it's been cold for... Tens of thousands of years, and there's been hoes to not get cold. They don't get cold.
1: To be unaffected.
0: Uh, Anyways, some fucking caveman hoes out there without any. Think Wisconsin has
1: a badger? Do they? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I get. I bet they got a badger. This is digressed. Really far. far. Do you think Michigan State is a Spartan? No. Um. So. Upcoming. Isn't
1: Ohio State's like a nut? A yeah, <laughs> a they nut. just look at a fucking.
0: It's Brutus. Nut. Brutus is their mascot. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, but he's he's a nut. He's just a nut, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to
0: shit. They should have made him white.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, you're stupid. You're stupid. Bad jokes. The
0: better Brutus. Um, this week's games. uh and M, Ole Miss at A M postponed. Postponed. Uh, much like the Tennessee one. They're talking about the Tennessee one being made up on the 5th of December, I think. And then uh, if... Is it the 5th? Or is it, the, yeah, it might be the 5th. I don't know. They're just sure trying to fifth. mix yeah, it's up a fifth. the schedule. It's the 5th. Because it's the 12th, I think, is the... No, it's not the 5th. It's the 12th. It, I was going to say, it should be the 12th and the 19th. But they're talking the about... Or the uh, SEC championship game.
1: Yeah, they're, that's what it should be. But they're talking about mixing up the whole schedule... And having maybe Tennessee the fifth and Auburn later because Auburn has to play Alabama and uh, the LSU has to play Florida at some point and Alabama and yeah, the schedules can. don't make sense if you say it. Even looking at it, it, didn't make sense to me. But they'll have to do some. They have to do some weird puzzle gymnastics bullshit to make it all work. So I don't know. It'll yeah, get. rescheduled. I guess we'll
0: see. We don't know when this. Will It'll be
1: rescheduled. I guess uh, biggest
0: question: biggest game of the week this week. There's a few, but. It's a top 10 matchup is what I think. Number nine, Indiana at number three, Ohio State.
1: With a stupid line.
0: Yeah, here we go. Remember the the callback from
1: earlier in the episode. So it's a top 10 matchup, right? There's been, I think, seven or so this year. All of them except one, well, now two, have been within seven and a half points of the line. One of them was 14 and a half, which is Clemson versus Miami, which is fair. fair. 21 points. Ohio State's going to win by 21 points. 20 and a half. Yes.
0: What? I don't think that's out of the question.
1: Bruh, Indiana's a top 10 team.
0: I don't give a shit what Indiana's ranked. What the fuck? You have to look at what those two teams
1: are. Everybody go out, go take your fucking life savings, get a fucking mortgage, and put it on Indiana, because they will not lose by 21.
0: I would also like to just note that these opinions are Berto's and Berto's alone. (laughs) Please do not follow this advice. Uh, if you feel side effects, such as the desire to kill yourself after losing your money because of Virto's picks, please contact a professional.
1: Bro, 21 points? I don't I think get, that's that I crazy. get none of these teams are good on defense. So the over-under, which you'll get to in a point in, in a second, makes good sense, makes a point, because it's 64. So you're saying it's going to be a shootout. Or you're saying it's going to be 42-21, which is yeah, still a lot of 42-21
0: points. 42-21 is a shootout, but yeah.
1: It's a lot of points. Yeah, it's a lot of points. It's not a shootout. Well, I don't think it's going to be 42-21. I think it's going to be like 42-35. I don't think they're going to win by 21.
0: Ooh.
1: I don't know. Are you going to make your stupid line about over-unders?
0: Uh, I mean, they've heard my stupid lines about over-unders. The, the standard <laughs> it's not 54. The standard over-under It's not his standard 54-55. It's 54 and a half. And then they're like, okay, who are the teams that are playing? And they're like, do they score a lot? And they're like, yeah, yes. I think they kind of score. And they're like, All right, add 10 about, but add maybe plus or minus one to make it look like we don't just do that every time. And they're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. We'll do 66 and a half. And they're like, perfect. Nailed it. (laughs) But then it's a big 12 game. It's a big 12 game. And then they're like, okay, (laughs) well, both these teams, you know, score a lot and they don't have defenses. So. Let's add 20, uh, 74 and a half. Yeah, well, again, plus or minus one or two to make it look like we tried. And they're like, okay, yeah, 72 and a half. That's perfect. And uh, it works, uh, which is amazing.
1: Which is amazing.
0: That's incredible.
1: That's how it works. If y'all ever wondered how Vegas comes up with that's the bullshit, that's how it's done.
0: And then if it's uh, Alabama, LSU, prior to the last few years, it was like, um, we'll just throw 15 points that's probably about Over right. Under fifteen, 15 points. <laughs> uh, so six to nine. Yep, six to nine. Nice, nice. <laughs> Long gone are those days, though. Gee. Yeah, no, those don't happen. <laughs> Nick Saban has has completely flipped the boat around and is now uh, offense, offense wins championships.
1: All offense, So I guess. Anyways, back to the game. Apparently, Justin you Fields think it's gonna be is gonna do
0: Justin Fields things.
1: Yes, just sure. He hasn't played anybody. That's the problem. So that's what I was getting at. Is this Ohio State's, like, hardest test of the season, yes. regular season? Yes. Like, they don't play anybody. They haven't played anybody. They look good, but they play against – they pretty much do practice. They're like – Ryan Day's like, hey, just go do another practice. Go against air, And he does. He's he's missed, like, four passes.
0: Like This is one of those situations where you look at uh, Ohio State's practices – and they're probably significantly more competitive exactly. than what they play in, yeah. on on Saturdays. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, the defense, when they have to play Justin Fields, gets better playing time than fucking going against anybody. Maybe not this week because Pennix Jr. is actually decent, but... Can you can you
0: imagine being Ohio State's defense and having to play Justin Fields every day? Right. And
1: then you, you
0: walk in and get to play the uh, Penn State quarterback, and you're like, holy shit, this guy's...
1: We're so good at this game. Exactly. Like, they're not a good defense, but like... No, they're not. I wonder if in in practice the ball ever, like, they ever drop a ball. Those receivers are ridiculous. Justin Fields is really good. Like, do they just like, eh, we just do whatever? It doesn't make sense. But to the point, is this Ohio State's only test? And if it's a close game or if they barely squeak one out, does it in fact look bad to Ohio State? No. You don't think so? No. A win is a win is a win?
0: Well, again, like you said earlier, it's a top 10 matchup. Yeah, but it, the line is 21. <laughs> There's no respect there. But it's – I think it's more – it's going to be framed more as uh, So they Indiana's respect. for real than oh, Penn State's. But
1: once they, so, Indiana will be for real once they play Ohio State close. But if Ohio State just beats them, like, pretty decently, it's just like whatever. <sighs>
0: I think this game is going to go a long way to tell us what Ohio State really is, right? And I, I think the point that you're trying to make is if it is a close game, then we might be like, okay, really, what is Ohio State for really? That's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. if they play against... Their defense isn't that great, no. but their, their receiving core and their pass game is absurd. Their running game isn't great. Mm. So really, where are they? Like, what are they? There's a possibility that they shouldn't be in the top four, i I'm just saying if, six. if
1: we're going off the strength of record, or strength of schedule, we put so much emphasis, or the playoff committee does, and then you look at Ohio State, who's played nobody. I don't know how you compare that versus. I mean, Clemson's lost one against potentially one of the better teams in the nation, or Alabama's beating Georgia. You know, like, yep. You have better comparison. Ohio State might be this week, and that might be it until Wisconsin or whatever, or Notre Dame or Northwestern in the conference championship. You know,
0: I'm kind of sad that uh, the playoff rankings don't come out this week because it would be really interesting to see what they think of Ohio State's record. As opposed to, to next week, week, we won't know because if they do win, and they do win and look good, good in that win, then them being number three is not going to be out of the question. But this week, it would be interesting because, like you said, they haven't really played anybody exactly. where they would
1: put them. Well, they would have thought where they were. They were supposed to come out this week.
0: Also, if Indiana wins, even by a, even a close game, where's Indiana? What are well, they, that's what I'm saying. You you know?
1: Should Ohio State then drop to, like, 12? 15. They probably swap. They probably go, yeah, they probably swap. Indiana probably goes to like 4 or 5. 4 or 5, and, and then... Ohio State goes to 8 or 9. Yeah. But is that fair, though? Yeah. Their wins would be against nobodies, and their loss would be their only decent team. I think they should drop to like 18.
0: <sighs> uh, I guess parity is not in the college football ranking system. Like, Ohio State is Ohio State, so they're going to be looked at at a, at a different level. That's
1: why, well, at least in the AP poll, that's why in I like the CFP better because they wait until eight weeks in yeah. and then decide. The AP poll does a preseason one, which is essentially just what last year kind of did. Yeah. And then they kind of go off of that. And so if you're like already ranked five or whatever, it's hard for you to get down if you keep on winning. Yeah, I
0: mean, look at LSU being ranked six. highly at the beginning of the season. They were six. I mean, Jesus Christ, they're bad. Yeah. So. But they were ranked six. Yeah, they were ranked six. And... It, and like we were saying, um, whether or not BYU or, or Cincinnati deserves to be where they are, even in a and I guess you could say, mm-hmm. they when you win, most of the time people just, it seems like it, you just get moved up a few spots. Yep. And that keeps happening until you're high in the rankings. Yep. And this year, it's especially weird because so many people started at different times. Yeah, exactly. Now you've got Cincinnati, and, Cincinnati BYU and BYU in a place that they wouldn't normally be yep. at this point in the season, even if they were undefeated. Yep. I think an undefeated Cincinnati and an undefeated BYU would probably be in the 11 to 12 range
1: in yep. a normal season. I agree. They'd be lo- they were in the teens, probably.
0: So it's good that the CFP is coming and they grade things later. I don't know if they're going to really change positions at this point. Because they're not great examples. Because I think at least Cincinnati is a really good team. Whether they're five, I don't know. About, or I don't six, think is
1: going to be but. that high like they are right now.
0: Honestly. No, I don't think they will be. I think they'll be in like the eight or nine range. Yeah, they'll be like eight. Something like that.
1: But BYU is probably going to be in there too. Miami is probably going to be higher just because they're Miami. But fair, and their only loss is
0: to Clemson. But yeah. then again, Clemson lost. So. Yeah,
1: they'll they'll it'll be a little bit different.
0: Okay, so you're taking the under on that. Uh, no, I'm not taking the under. Are oh, you going to take the over? But you're going to take Indiana on the line.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, I'll take Ohio State. Okay.
0: We don't record this stuff anyway, so. No,
1: we don't. Nobody will ever know. Nope.
0: Uh, another, you know, we're going to boomerang back to the the Big Ten. Uh, Wisconsin at Northwestern, number ten versus number nineteen. It's a top twenty-five matchup at least. This is going to go a really long way in determining who's going to meet, who, in the Big Ten championship
1: game. Well, it's funny because. These are the two best teams in the East right now: Wisconsin, Northwestern, East, West. I was. I think, I think it's like legends. Well, it used to be legends and heroes, or some shit yeah, like some that. Some bullshit. I think actually the West is Wisconsin and Northwestern. Yeah. So the two best teams in the West, and then on the other side is the two best teams in the East: Ohio State, Indiana. So the winners of both these have the clear path to play each other. In the they control their own destiny. Yeah. yeah. Um. For some reason, I mean, well, whatever. Northwestern's undefeated. Um, they're in Northwestern and Wisconsin's getting seven and a half
0: yeah well you know what's funny and back to my my line bullshit right god damn you you start at 54 and a half do the teams play good defense yes subtract 10 points guess what the line is over under is 44 bang it's how it works
1: it's exactly how they do it man
0: it is how it works oh yeah dude the conspiracy that's how everybody
1: wants to know that's exactly how you do it God, Sorry, I wish I got people. paid to do this, dude. I can exactly, do it. Exactly, dude. Anyways, back to the actual stuff. The actual analysis. <clears throat> Fuck you. <laughs>
0: Nothing we do is actual analysis. No, none of This is analysis. This nobody is called take, totally biased. Nobody <laughs> take this shit
1: for word. <laughs> <It's a> jackass. <laughs> <laughs> you got to
0: be introspective about what we actually are. We're, I'm not saying we We're totally we biased.
1: Exactly. Fuck you.
0: But in this case, about the overrunners, I am correct. No, it's not. I've done research. I've, well... Okay, I haven't done research, but I've he looked at it.
1: all of, like, four data points, dude.
0: Fuck you. I've got at least six. Oh, shit. That's... Where's the 13th data point, dude? Statistically four. significant, okay?
1: Anyways, the line is to Wisconsin, even though they're in uh, Northwestern, uh, or at Northwestern. Um, Northwestern's not even a state. Um, Wisconsin looked good against Michigan. Uh, they have looked good the two games they played because they had the whole COVID debacle, missed two games. Um, first game, really good by... Graham Mertz, I think is his first name. Mertz. Yeah, he's like only had like one game completion last game. They ran it like we are talking against Michigan. I think Wisconsin is a pretty good team. I don't know if they're a top ten team. Um, they only played two games, and it always seems like Wisconsin for some reason. I think he made this parallel a few weeks ago. It's like Georgia, where they always yep. like really good, right there, and then end up fucking it up at the end.
0: They're a red team <laughs> who runs, it runs well. the ball, has questionable quarterback play, good defense. Good defense and plays in the opposite, opposite side from a perennial powerhouse that always beats them.
1: Fair enough. So but anyways, this will be like we said, this is probably gonna define who goes from the West Division to play potentially Ohio State or Indiana, probably Ohio State. Yeah. More likely. Um and then you know, they have a they have a path. I mean, if Northwestern wins and they keep on winning, they could play Ohio State and then why aren't Never they known.
0: North Central? Huh? Why aren't they North Central?
1: Was there Northwestern?
0: Yeah, but like I mean, they're in the fucking they're in the center of the country. Do You right? want me to look up why? Not really. They're probably like n- in northwest part of exactly blank. But well, you were out. you were the one that said Northwestern isn't even a state. So. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> but it's know not Northwestern I State. I know what I said. It was a joke on that. Are you gonna say anything about this game or not? Maybe.
0: Okay, like I, I was saying earlier with okay, the it was
1: Okay, uh, Northwestern, fuck you, is a private research university in Evanston, Illinois. It was founded in 1851 by nine men whose goal was to establish a university that would serve the former Northwest Territory. Yeah.
0: I figured that was why. Um, It's going to be, I think, more of a defensive matchup. Obviously, the, the yep. over-under tells, tells you what... Vegas thinks, mm-hmm. um, and I can see that. I mean, it, Wisconsin's offense is not been um, eye popping. I guess I'll say necessarily.
1: They, they're Wisconsin ball, dude. Wisconsin always yeah. runs it well.
0: Yeah, it's a Wisconsin ball. Uh, Northwestern, I think, kind of the same situation. Pretty good defense. So, I mean, I, I still think I have Wisconsin. I don't. I don't think that line is that crazy. Um, I think that's about right. You know, Uh I just things a little bit, I mean, I could see a 24, 17 game, you yeah, know, around that kind of, it's a 41 point total. Yeah. I think that's not too bad. I could see it. Yeah. I'll take, uh, it'll
1: be interesting to see who comes from that side.
0: I'll take Northwestern on the line though. Okay. Uh, right. Let's see. Speaking of uh, states, <laughs> Oklahoma's not even a state. No Oklahoma state at number 18, Oklahoma. So 14, 18, 14, 18. Uh, another name, Bedlam.
1: Bedlam. Bedlam. Bedlam? Bedlam.
0: The question isn't so much who's going to win, it's does anyone care?
1: Yeah, I think there's a little bit of caring. I don't think anybody from the Big 12, the Big Dumpster Fire, has a chance to get in, but if there is anybody who has any possibility, any lifeline, it is Oklahoma State, if they were to keep on winning. That's the only reason why it's even remotely important. Um, You think so? Yeah, I think if I think like we've been talking, I think if Alabama gets in, the winner of the ACC, Clemson or Notre Dame, or let's say Notre Dame to make it easier, Clemson has two losses, Ohio State undefeated, and you have a fourth spot opening, there would be discussions about a one-loss Oklahoma State. I don't think it would have that long a discussion because then they would bring up the Sun Belt beating them or whatever losing the strength of schedule
0: becomes questionable.
1: But there would be there would be the for a second, they would bring it up. I guess and it'd be h- half a possibility. Yeah,
0: I guess the thing for Oklahoma is if if what we think they look at are you know one of the um, barriers for teams is two losses, right? That second loss yeah, you can't has been a barrier. Oklahoma already has a second loss, so mm-hmm. if you if you think that that will hold true, then yeah. Oklahoma has no chance no. of making it. No, so saying, Oklahoma State one... is the only one out of those two, despite yeah. the fact that Oklahoma State has one loss, Oklahoma has two. And they're only separated by four spots in the AP poll, Yes, which is weird, right? It's, again, a little bit more biased towards Oklahoma. but
1: It's biased to Oklahoma. And it's because Oklahoma's losses were earlier, so they get the benefit of the doubt yep. and recency bias and all that. <clears throat> you know how that works. Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler, dude. Heisman uh, Dark Horse. Yeah, maybe. I guess. Maybe. Kind of maybe. But anyways, yeah, the only reason this game is kind of important is because Oklahoma uh, State could have a chance. If OU beats them, I think officially, what date will be? October 21st, they will be, the big dumpster fire will be officially out of the running for the playoffs.
0: Yep. Do you think it's a disrespect to have OU a seven-point favorite?
1: They're in Norman. Yeah? I mean, Norman's not that far from Silver. No, it's play. not. <laughs> <laughs> but they are at home, so. Yeah. Oklahoma's play, uh Oklahoma, like I said, the recency bias, Oklahoma's playing better recently fair so yeah i I think that makes sense i i think oklahoma's gonna win
0: i guess i guess so uh, for the over under right they looked at oklahoma and said really good offense they looked at oklahoma state that said pretty good defense they said i guess do you want us to add 10 or add zero and they said well let's just split the middle add five uh so 54 and a half plus 5 is 59 and a half and that's what the, the open Oh is, so.
1: shit, you got it. That's pretty crazy. Nice. Did you see how it's it all oh. fits in. Oh my gosh.
0: There's an easy explanation. This is
1: blowing my mind every time. Nobody's ever calculated this. This is blowing everybody's fucking minds.
0: If you if you don't know already and I'll get into uh have I already gotten into the the Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, genius? Fuck, what do we do? Have I gotten into we that did, yet? Can
1: we do that one later? We'll get into that one later. All I'm right. just saying we'll I've got other later.
0: other theories. Um, I'll just call them facts, because uh, I think theory says that there's any kind of doubt, and I have no doubt that this is how things work. So okay, yeah. it's a law. It's a yeah, it's like gravity. It's a law. You know, those are I guess some of the it's big been games scientifically proven. Fuck off. We'll see. Uh, again, cases are still up everywhere. Um, but, most of the protocols. Like we saw with AM, you only have a couple cases, but because of contact tracing, uh, people are out, right? If you actually yep. get it, it's 10 day quarantine. If you were in contact, it's 14 day quarantine, yep. and you could still get quarantined again. Um, So, well, once you get it from the day you get it, it's 10 days. Yeah. Once you get it, it's 10 days. Once you start showing symptoms, I believe, yep. right? Or, or you uh, test, test, positive test positive or something.
1: Yeah. But if you contact tracing, since you don't know when you could potentially show positive, it's 14 days, assuming in the first... What is it in the first four or five days you should... It's like the incubation period yeah. where you kind of... Uh,
0: yeah. Science. Tests aren't as rel- re- reliable. You need to wait a few days for it to yeah. actually like check out. And I think it's like five and five and a half days Something or like so yeah. until you start showing symptoms on average.
1: But uh, even then, if you were in the contact tracing, it takes 14 days. So
0: Yeah. So there could be a lot more... Um, cancellations. It's hard to say. Uh, we hope that we we've don't been through know. the bad wave last week was pretty bad, but anything could happen.
1: Anything could happen,
0: but that's all we have for college football this week. Like, I think we've might've prefaced at some point, not that much moved last week. And I don't expect much to move this week necessarily. Um, you know, pending an Ohio state, uh, debacle, but,
1: Wisconsin upset.
0: Wisconsin also it, upset. Upset. Um, but yeah, there's not. It's not. It's not a huge week for college football this week, uh, much like last week. No, nah, I mean, I mean, I think we were spoiled. Since he plays UCF, we were spoiled a couple weekends ago. Oh so.
1: yeah, the better games were yeah. a couple weeks. I mean, but like yeah, we said since, since he plays UCF, decent game. Yep. But
0: to dive into some of the other things happening in the sports world, um, I don't know if you want to talk. A uh, quick note on the Masters.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, if you didn't uh, see the, uh, watch the Masters over the weekend, great weekend. Great weekend. Dustin um, Johnson, congrats. Uh, he had a minus 20, the best uh, score ever um, recorded at a Masters. So I think the previous record was a negative 18 by Tiger back in, like, the 97 or so. And then uh, Jordan Spieth tied that in 2015. Um yeah, Justin Johnson was playing ridiculous, um, I think he was minus seven day one, and on Friday he was minus nine, Then by Saturday he was like minus 14, and then he just kept on playing ridiculous on Sunday, and it wasn't really a contest after halfway through Sunday. No. It was... Wasn't
0: the next closest guy like minus 14? Yeah,
1: I think minus 14, minus 15, so, and like before that, obviously, they were like minus nine, so they were they were catching him, but he was also like moving ahead, He's so it was far ridiculous. Um, Bryson DeChambeau did not do well. It was talks about boy. him being sick apparently. Oh, apparently. he had an excuse. Apparently he had a COVID test. He had a. He tried. He took a COVID test, thinking he might have something because he was like dizzy and stuff. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't make the excuses. I just report them uh, Oh, okay. <laughs> I just report. Journalistic integrity like, over here. He got know. a. He ended up with like a minus two, which is all right. Um, tiger was actually started out pretty well. He was minus four day one. So like in the hunt, then day two, I think he was like minus one day three. He had like a minus one or two. So he's like minus six. And then interesting at the end of the uh, Sunday, he had a. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. It was a whole 12. It's like you chip it over like a pond or like a lake thing. It's like kind of, Oh, hard. didn't he put it in the water like three times? Three times. He had a, he had a 10. <laughs> the score was a 10 a on ten. that hole a par three. Oh my god it's like me at mini golf <laughs> yeah it's a par three he got a 10 on it but then he birdied five of the last six holes after the 10 like literally he had six more holes five he had one par and five birdies and dropped it from like a plus six to like a minus one or something like he dropped it immediately but i was like you wouldn't have fucked up that 10 you would have been like minus 11 but
0: well i guess sometimes it's one of those like when you have Feel like you have nothing to lose. That's just, what I think. You just—he
1: was just trying it. Yeah,
0: I mean, you, you get a plus ten on a hole, you're so beyond so fucked. And then after that, you just probably can put it out of your mind, right? Yeah. The nerves kind of go away. Nothing worse can happen than what it's already happened. Exactly. So,
1: and he got five out of six birdies. So, okay, you know. ended a we- it was a weird ending to his day or to his week. But this, his wife didn't attack him. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So NBA free Jesus agency. Christ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Um, a lot of shit went down over the last couple days, um, and we have the shit go down, shit went down. The, uh, NBA draft is right around the corner.
1: It's tomorrow. Uh,
0: yep. And, uh, a more
1: wolves are officially on the clock.
0: Yep. Well, they've officially been on the clock for a while, but yeah. So we're going to go and jump in, break down a few of the trades, kind of what our opinions, what we think might happen, how this will shake out the league.
1: All this shit horsery.
0: Yep. Yeah. Prepare yourself. Do it. If you're in a car, buckle your seatbelt, you know, for the bullshittery. So, <laughs> some of the biggest ones, Phoenix Suns acquiring Chris Paul, uh, perennial all-star from Oklahoma City. In return, they got uh, Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen, whatever that.
1: Laquais?
0: Le- Laquais. And a 2022 first-round pick from the Suns. So, a lot of young players... Well, I guess Ricky Rubio's not young anymore. Ricky Rubio's not that young. A lot of players...
1: Is Ricky older than Chris Paul? No. No.
0: There's no way. Chris Paul's like 34, 35.
1: Yeah, Ricky's 30.
0: Yeah. Um, So, it's an interesting move by the Suns because, obviously... What they were doing wasn't working that great, but they've got an interesting core, right? They've DeAndre Ayton, and of course, they've got... My boy. The true walking bucket. My boy. And Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Um, and now they've got a point guard that can take some of that load off of Devin Booker, who isn't Ricky Rubio. Um, the first round pick obviously goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and we'll get into that more I mean, in a second here does this trade in this team is it dangerous is it a little bit risky like where 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 are they in your mind with what this i like of- it
1: i like the trade i as you know as you just said the actual walking bucket devin booker is ridiculous i think devin booker unfortunately i've, I've said this before but now it might be changing but i've said he's getting his talents are getting wasted in phoenix because they're trash yes um, now they have DeAndre Eaton. They had some pieces. You know, Kelly is all right. Ricky Rubio's all right. I think this is not, like, we were talking about trading picks to get assets or whatever and to make moves now. I don't think it's really to try to get championship now because the West is stacked. If you've, yeah. If you've even remotely looked at what the West can be. Yeah,
0: I don't know how, if you're the Suns, you look at... You look at the West landscape and think that you have a chance. Exactly.
1: You don't. But they haven't also made the playoffs in forever, so I think they're just trying to get to that level. Yeah. Um, I think I like this in that I think what they're trying to do is DeAndre Ayton's 19 or 20. Devin Booker's, what, 24?
0: I think he's, like, 22.
1: 22? Is he even younger? It's I think like what they're like trying to do year. there is be a leader, bring in CP3 and let him be a leader, like a veteran leader. Chris Paul... 24
0: uh, makes his team. Is he 24? Yeah, he's okay. been in the league for a
1: while. Yeah. shit. old motherfucker.
0: Didn't know that,
1: uh, um, like I think they bring in CP3, like a leader, more experienced player, like you know, bring him in, teach him, kind of help, um, bridge kind of that gap where DeAndre Ayton and, and Devin Booker become like that next level. And then, I mean, obviously, CP3, like you said, he's 35 or whatever, 34, he's gonna retire soon or gonna, gonna leave and just be doing whatever. Hopefully get them to the next level, and then they can do their own thing. I like it. You do lose a lot with Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio and the first-round pick. I know we talked about having first-round picks. What do you think about the pick, mostly? The I think
0: – I guess the question becomes, like, what are they hoping to get from Chris Paul, right? You know, they're, I, I, I don't see them really being a win-now team no. with their current roster. And the pick is in 2022 – you know, theoretically, DeAndre Ayton, if you keep the core alive, will be, you know, let's say five years from now, that first-round pick, plus, mm-hmm. you know, Devin Booker is 29, which is kind of in that prime mm-hmm. era. Chris Ball's out of the league by then. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, And I don't think they're going to contend for the next couple of years unless they've got something so. up their sleeve that we don't know about.
1: Unless if they make another move or something, yeah. yeah I
0: just don't know what that – I mean, I, I guess it, if they trade all of their picks away.
1: Yeah, I don't see it happening.
0: But it, I don't know. Chris Paul is is a expiring commodity or an ex- expiring asset. But granted, when he went to the Thunder this last year, I think everyone thought that they might win ten games, kind of thing. Pretty well, they played really well, and I think it's just a testament to how good Chris Paul is at elevating everyone around him. Mm-hmm. And if he can do what he did in Oklahoma City in Phoenix, then that team could be. Just above crap. <laughs> they could make the playoffs. They'll probably make the playoffs. They they'll win. be like a seven seed. Uh,
1: you think the seven seed? Uh. I was thinking someone in the five six maybe. I, yeah, I'll give you a six at or top, seven at top. Six at or top. seven. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. They're, they're gonna not,
0: max out at like five. That's, yeah, they're not getting a top four. Season. No, they're they're not gonna get uh home field advantage. No, in, no, they'll uh, be a five or six. I sure.
1: think so. We're like a, a, a one off. Um, if they do some freaky shit, maybe they win a a a a. Around, maybe, and then they're gonna get thrashed in the second round, maybe. Yeah. But it's better than where they're at where they were just trash for since Steve Nash left essentially. Yeah. Steve Nash which to put into perspective how long that was, Steve Nash is now the coach for the Nets. So. <laughs> 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 so that was a long time ago. Yep.
0: And uh that happened and uh Oklahoma City was not done dealing. Oh they deal and deal bro. They wheeling and dealing. They love wheeling and dealing. They said you know are you guys a win now team and they said hell, hell no
1: fucking no. hell no. no sam presti knows what he's doing uh oklahoma,
0: oklahoma city also uh reportedly traded dennis schroeder to the los angeles lakers uh for the 28th pick in tomorrow's draft tomorrow yep and danny green so i <laughs> guess i guess uh, i guess my my initial reaction to that is um with that trade, mm-hmm. the Lakers mm-hmm. instantly got better. Instantly got better, right? They got rid of Danny Green. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's why we've talked about it on on no, this podcast shit. about how Danny Green gets paid like fourteen million dollars a year to fucking brick it off the side of the backboard. Like, God, that guy's so bad at shooting, and that's what he's supposed to do. He's like, the
1: shooter. Yeah, apparently not. Apparently uh, not.
0: Dennis Schroeder being on that team, especially if Rondo is no longer there, we'll see what happens. Well,
1: they're saying Rondo might go to the Clippers. Yeah.
0: Well, they're saying if Rondo does go to the Clippers, does Dennis Schroeder play that point role or do they give it to LeBron? You know, is AC going to
1: get more minutes at point
0: kind of thing? Like, you know,
1: I mean, LeBron can play anything on the field. We all know that. Yes. Also, he won't be able to play anything on the court. Um, but also he won't be playing the first month. So That's also true. Who's gonna be the point? I I guess it'd be Dennis Schroeder. I, I think this I think this move I think makes ki- this team better
0: because Yay. it's another scoring option that Danny Green didn't provide.
1: Is he that big a scorer?
0: Yeah, I think uh I think he was like eighteen a game or something. Okay, that's not bad. Look it up.
1: Isn't he like a six man type Go- of thing?
0: Google yourself. Isn't
1: he like a six man type of thing?
0: Oh wait, I have Dennis Schroeder's up. Check. Eighteen point nine points per game, uh, three point six rebounds, four assists. So he's not going to replace Rondo's production from a uh, assist standpoint, right?
1: No, I don't agree with that. I don't think he'll get eighteen a game. No, he's not going to get eighteen a game. He'll 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 get like twelve a game. Here's the thing. He'll be he'll take over Rondo's spot. He'll be the point, and he'll distribute way more than LeBron does now. Like Dennis he'll, Schroeder he'll, will distribute more than LeBron does? Yes. He'll become like this receiver. LeBron won't have to just – what I was getting at is LeBron won't have to distribute as much as he does now because he'll have Dennis Schroeder.
0: No, I think it's the other way around. I think
1: LeBron is going to distribute more. To, to Dennis Schroeder also? Yes. No, I think Dennis Schroeder is going to distribute more. Uh, uh, move, Have the ball more. I mean, LeBron also obviously wants the ball. He can bring it up whenever, like he said. But I think... LeBron's at his best when he's distributing.
0: He's at his best when he's making his team better. Yes. Right? Yes. And yes, a lot of that yes. is when he is distributing, because so much fo- is focused on him, mm-hmm. right? The reason why he had to do so much was that you have one of your starting players, someone you're paying $14 million a year, mm-hmm. who is supposed to be a spot-up shooter, mm-hmm. who is bricking shit mm-hmm. off like, old ladies' faces in the stands, mm-hmm. right? Right? Now if you get a Dennis Schroeder, not that he's, you he's know, not, I don't think he's three point shooter. a great three-point
1: shooter. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. I think he'll be more of a possession, more of a distributor. He, he shot he, bit- last
0: year he shot uh 38 and percent from 3.
1: Okay, that's pretty good. good. That's that's pretty good. I think he'll take that a little bit off of LeBron, is what I'm getting at.
0: I think LeBron will have less pressure to score and will be able to distribute a little bit more. So you think
1: he's, LeBron's going to be similar to what he did this year? Yeah, yep. Lead the league in assists.
0: I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see LeBron. I think he was what twenty-eight points, something like that, and like ten I think assists. He had, like,
1: Twenty-five and ten assists, or something.
0: I could see his point totals going down a couple, and his assists staying about the same.
1: Well, I think they already went down a couple.
0: Yeah, I know they already had. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think it does make the team interesting. Um, we'll see 25 what Kuzma 10 does. Assist.
1: Kuzma, I don't know poor, Kuzma, dude. Poor
0: fucking bastard.
1: Kuz, we talked about this. It, they fucked up by letting go of Ingram and keeping yeah, Kuzma. Yeah, Ingram
0: was the better of that trio of Lonzo Ball, Kuzma, and uh, Ingram. Ingram. And I said it when they did it, and I still say it now that Brandon Ingram was the one they should have held on to because... He would provide a lot more of a scoring, especially, it, you know, and not that his development would have Ooh. gone in the same direction.
1: You're saying so, like, LeBron would have been the point, and because he shoots, because he's more of a shooter, Ingram was, it would open up for other stuff. He's I a scorer, that. yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that.
0: I, and I understand this comparison is a comparison, but he's somewhat KD like. Yeah, we say that a lot. Yes. I'm not saying he's as good as KD or oh, no, will ever no. be as good as KD, but he's a – He's tall. Tall. Uh, Make his shot. Yeah. Sh- tall. He can. He's getting that shot down. I mean, he was averaged over like 20 points a game last last season.
1: He was the most improved player, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: he's, and like I said, if that were to have happened when while he was on the Lakers, the Lakers would look nasty with him.
1: With him and then LeBron. Because then how LeBron. do you
0: guard – ad and then you've also got brandon megram who's tall as shit and can score from all over the place and you've got lebron it's just a matchup problem everywhere right that's fair but that's not what happened it's not what happened and they've got kuzma they got so. kuzma and kuzma kuzma's sh- just in his feels
1: he's always in his fucking feels dude it's
0: because everyone's doubting him and it's mostly because he's not that good
1: i don't get why he's in the feels the dude i i get it he's like 20 years old so whatever
0: yeah Fuck. uh so I think this is, again, boomerang back to Oklahoma City. Okay, see. Do you want to talk their draft prospects for the future? Oh, yeah,
1: dude. Sam Presti, their GM, is a fucking mastermind and has, from this draft that starts tomorrow through the 2026 draft, has 17 first-round picks. I don't even know if you can have 17 players on your team. one time. No, you can't. Exactly. You cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so seven years from now, he's gonna have to just fucking deal some of these guys or something. And I feel like he's not done. I feel like he's still trying to get picks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I could see them getting a first round. Apparently, because first rounders are just flying off the shelf. Apparently, first rounders just get thrown around. They're wor- oh, essentially worthless.
1: Um, <laughs> we put so much stock in the first rounders when our would you rather and apparently the execs just yeah apparently throw the them the away don't like give anything. A shit.
0: Huh. Yeah,
1: like except Sam Presti. But- yeah, you know, Boston Boston might call up Oklahoma City,
0: Sam Press and be like, hey, what do you want for Steven Adams? We got a first-round pick. And he's like, I don't know, what else you got? And he's like, well, Shit. we've got a we've got a ham sandwich <laughs> sitting on the table. No one claimed it. And he's like, ah, that seems pretty good. There you go. Can we take that and uh, maybe some cap consideration? They're like, oh, yeah, that works.
1: Yeah, that should work out. Yeah, no, it's just a while. They have 17 first-round picks, first picks and – they're rebuilding, I put this in air quotes, because I don't know anymore. Because it, it it was partially because of um well, a lot of things. It was partially because uh they got rid of rid of Westbrook with Houston. Um before that they got rid of Paul George to Clippers, which is like seven first rounders. And before that. And before that they had Carmelo. Oh, was it Carmelo trader?
0: Well it was the it was you remember it was Carmelo uh Paul and Westbrook all on the same team together. Yeah. And then, yeah. What was the trade for that one? Carmelo left, and then Paul left, and then yeah, Russ left. Paul left, left which most then... people
1: remember. got a whole bunch of picks. Uh, Westbrook left, got some picks. Um, this one now is CP3. They found a way to get CP3 there, and then they trade them away. Yeah, now they have a million picks, and I honestly don't know what they're going to do with it.
0: So, you and I were talking about this yesterday, um, off air. Uh,
1: like they have pieces because they had Dennis Schroeder, and they gave him away for a first rounder. Because fuck it, I guess they want another first rounder. Yeah, like why just not? said But like,
0: so it's assets, right? At the yeah. end, of, at the end of the day.
1: But like, are they in a full rebuild? I think they are, because you have so many picks. But then you have. I would
0: say, yeah, they're they're like beyond full rebuild. They're like but restart then, the fucking team.
1: Well, I thought that was a. I I said that last year when uh Paul George got traded. I was like, okay, they're rebuilding, and they brought in CB3, and then they made a fifth seat or whatever and almost beat the Rockets.
0: They were on the first floor, and everyone thought that was the first floor, and then they found the basement and then, like, went down there. <laughs> they just kept on going. They down. just kept going, and they just keep at, going, like, and we're like, there's got to be a, a
1: – Watch, they're going to find a way to make the playoffs this year. Somehow. And you would to be like, how the fuck?
0: It'll be some miracle.
1: Because you like – they have Shia Gillis-Alexander and – Steven Adams? Like, I think, like you said, they're they're in full rebuild, but, like, what are they going to do? What do you think? I'll let you I'll ask you. What do you think they're going to do with all these picks, or how are they going to work this?
0: So, I think the the interesting thing for them is um, a lot of times when you look at, like, the you know the 76ers, right? They're probably one of our best examples, or maybe the, process. Even the, the Nets with the uh, Celtics trade. The game.
1: Nets is a different... That's not a process. But
0: the problem is, you start with nothing, right? Like they they just don't have anybody, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you you look at the Bucks, right? They had a gem on their roster mm-hmm. with Giannis, and now they're contenders. They were pretty bad for a long time. Yeah. Um, that yeah, the Oklahoma City Thunder are at the very very beginning of a complete rebuild. They just the problem is they don't have. They don't have any like they don't have a player to start using those assets to build around. They're gonna end up having to either find them in the draft, which obviously they've got tons of chances, mm-hmm. right? But as we talked about, all of those chances are chances. They're not knowns, right? Yeah. You could get all seventeen of them could not pan out. Yeah. Not that I think that will happen, but you know, they they have to start getting these guys. They have to find a few of them that are gonna work, and then they have to start. Using some of those assets to collect other players. The problem is, Oklahoma City is not a destination. No. It's just it's it's difficult.
1: Is that the, is that the issue though? Is that like it's part why of they the can't? Issue. Is that why they can't bring in? Who would they? I don't know who they would bring in though. Is a problem.
0: That's that's what that's where I'm getting is like, if they want to win soon, right? Which I don't think is their plan necessarily. No. They need to go out and get somebody. They need to go out and get a John Wall or a Jimmy Butler or some someone to start things off. You need somebody. I don't.
1: A John Wall? Sure. Random fuck players. A, fuck a John Wall.
0: You know? Yeah, sure. Fuck a John Wall. But
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, who would you go get?
0: Exactly. And well, so I think they're go gonna get, have to do it in the like, draft a, and see what they get. You can't
1: go first... get a Giannis or. No. A Harden, because Harden wants to go to the Nets. LOL. Also, that wouldn't make sense because of how much they traded between those teams already, but yeah. yeah. Um, or a pff, LeBron or AD, obviously. So you're trying to think of, like, second-tier players, which, like you said, a Jimmy Butler. You could go get a Jimmy Butler. But is that where you start? What I'm getting at is, is that do you go find some guy and then give away a couple picks, two or three picks, and then say, like, okay, you're going to be the guy, and then start the rebuild around him no i think I, I i think the or or try to draft somebody they have to draft. like try to try to stay in like limbo for like a year or two draft somebody and be like this guy's gonna be the guy
0: they've got like nine or ten first round picks in the next three years yes you you what they're gonna do is they're gonna go through those picks maybe you get a 30 percent hit rate mm-hmm. right on these guys in six years right some of them they're somewhere between three and six years into their contracts or into their careers mm-hmm. you hope that you know you get two or three of them that have really panned out and you still have like you know eight picks in the first round to be able to deal and get guys in the future they're not a win now team no they're I know they're not maybe a win, now team. win in eight years team
1: i know they're not a win now team but i was thinking like if you could go get a young guy and bring him in and build around him or do you go I just don't think like there's a said, point there's no point
0: because you don't know what you're going to have right I think I think you just like the Sixers did you you try to find who who's the best guy that you get from all your picks right it's well, Joel Sixers, Joel and B and then you try to build the team around that
1: well then if you go to the Sixers example that's the
0: I'm not saying example. that they did it right I'm just saying <laughs> that's kind of the I mean the I get your point because
1: yeah Joel was what they found and then Ben Simmons was like the partner they found and they're still good swept in the first round so yeah but But no i don't think
0: you go get someone right now because you're really just going to be wasting someone's career
1: well the sixers wasting people's careers too in the process
0: yeah i'm saying like let's say you go get a john wall and bring him he's just going to rot in oklahoma city while they're terrible for the next couple years next few years and because you, you bring in a John Wall, you're not gonna win unless you start dealing no, no, no. all of your picks.
1: No, exactly. You're not gonna win, but like also John Wall's a little bit older. I was saying like a younger guy, you bring him in, and then you know going in that you're not gonna be good for the first three years, four years. I don't know, whatever. I don't know how long it would take. Three four years, and but the guy, which I can't think of a person right now, the guy would know that in the next three four years you're gonna get seven eight nine picks, and hopefully three years from now you have a. A Luca, well, Luca's a bad example. Um, a Buddy Hield or a, a DeAndre Ayton who kind of compliments the guy, and then three, four years from now, you try to make a run. What? But either way, it's not now. It's three to four years at the. Early I mean, stage. I
0: think at the end of the day, they're in a good position.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not because now. Assets
0: are assets, and they've got a lot more than
1: everyone else. So. Oh yeah, for sure. No, they're not in bad position. It's just it's gonna be weird for a few years.
0: Yeah, they're always going to fight an uphill battle just because they're not a attractive market, right? They're a smaller market team, no. and they're in Oklahoma.
1: Dude, OKC is not that bad. So, OKC is not that bad. It is a small market, but it's not that bad.
0: Sure, it's not that bad, but the problem is people want to play in L.A. They want to play in Miami. They want to play in New York. They want to play in Boston, right? These are the classic places – LeBron went to L.A. because yeah. he wanted to be in L.A.
1: No, I, I get what you're so. saying. Obviously, yeah, that's also why nobody wants to go to Milwaukee right now. But True.
0: Speaking of Could Milwaukee, speaking of the Pelicans picked up Drew Holiday, and we talked about this earlier, but picked up Drew Holiday for three future first-round picks and pick swaps. Uh, and Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. That is a lot. That is a lot. Um, We were talking about a team that wasn't a win now, and we are now going to talk about a team that is very much in a win. Oh, 100% different. And you want to talk their other
1: trade? Do you want to talk their other trade? You got it. All right. Yeah, they acquired uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, from the Kings. In a side-in trade, um, they also sent away Dante DiVincenzo. And Ursin Ilyasova, and DJ Wilson. Um, want me to talk about that one, or you want to talk about the first one first?
0: Well, I, I kind of want to talk about kind of a combination, right? So it's it's less about the trades themselves. I think bottom line with the Drew Holiday trade is that's an absurd amount of picks, right? That's saying this is the Bucks saying we want to win now, right? Giannis, we were supposed they were supposed to be the favorite from last year, yeah, and Now they're looking down the barrel of what could be in Brooklyn. Right. And it's think if we are going to win now, right. To keep Giannis, we got to sell out. And so they did.
1: Well, that was expected. I think, I think, um, so they have Giannis, obviously Chris Middleton is their number two in a way in, Nobody really knew last year, the year before, what's their number three. You know, what's the third guy there? Was it Eric Bledsoe? Well, not anymore because he gone. Um, was it George Hill? Probably not. You know, they, they didn't really have a third person. And unfortunately um, for Chris Middleton, I don't think he was performing at that sidekick level. So they needed maybe a third. Um, but, yeah, like you said, it, it's proving that they're in a win now. Um it's a little bit interesting because there's a lot of pieces for two players, uh, like Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, and then David Chencho, who's really young, and then Ilyasova, which I actually don't know who that is. But those guys, there's a lot of pieces and three first-round picks for two guys, which Bogdan Bogdanovich I don't really know much about. Apparently he's all right. Drew Holiday's actually pretty good. I'll 19, give you that.
0: 19.1 points per game, 4.8 rebounds, and 6.7 assists. He's pretty good. So he's he's a he's a third scoring option.
1: He's a third scoring option. He plays pretty good defense. Um, I think his plus minus is really good too. Is what people are saying. So I see it. I mean, it makes sense. Um, they're efficient. Like another efficient guy, um, plays well. Um, but to give away, like you said, like the players make sense a little bit. Mortgage their team, but then all the first rounders, like three first rounders for Drew Holiday, that's a lot. I think it's a lot. I could see one or two. Like we're saying. They are a
0: win now team.
1: Well, they also have, they are a win now team, and they also have the pressure of will Giannis stay? They have
0: the back to back MVP on yep. their team. Yep. If you have the back to back MVP on your team, you should be very Always much contending. contending. Yep.
1: Always contending. Um, And if you make him unhappy,
0: he, he will leave. And he did not sign his extension. He has a little bit of time. He has until December 21st to sign his extension. Yep. Um, Super max. A super max deal.
1: It's going to be like 50 mil a year.
0: He, if he, obviously they're doing this to appease him, right? So if, if he doesn't feel like he's getting the pieces he needs to compete uh, for a championship, he will leave. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Oh, 1,000%. And I, I think um, the Nets could have a interesting uh, effect on whether or not Giannis stays.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: Right. I mean, if they get beat out in the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. by the Nets. Does he leave them? He might. He might. Because if he thinks that what they've done is not enough to get him over the hump, then he might go somewhere else that might.
1: Yeah, a, I could see uh,
0: it. A Warriors, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know about the Warriors. A Mavericks. A Mavs, yeah. But uh, Bogdan, 15.1 points per game. Three point four and three point four, so
1: yeah.
0: he's uh, another guy yeah. who scores pretty well, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But a- it's it's another op scoring. Yeah, he's
1: another guy, but like, why 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 not Divid Div- 10 show or whatever? Div- who knows? Show. I get it. He's a young guy. He hasn't proven himself. Bogdan Bogdanovich, whatever, has probably scores better, all that. But I get it. I, I guess it makes sense, you know. Win now, have to do it. Yeah, and I think uh, I think this does
0: make the Bucks better. I think Giannis not having to do or handle as much of the offensive burden is going to be important. Um, if Chris Middleton finds a more consistent game, right? He's he was he's paid thirty seven million dollars a year. Yes, to be that number two, to be that yes. All Star, yep. he needs to do that every game. That's going to go a long way in helping the Bucks. Uh, where they're going to go, and if Drew Holiday can supplement when those two lack, um, and add to them when they're on, is then, Drew a point, huh? Is Drew a point? Um, Red two. He's a shooting guard, is what he's listed at. Wait, but he's six three, two hundred five. So. so like a two. Um, he could definitely take it up, probably. But was, was sort of that's
1: what I'm he, thinking. What he would fit there because it, it makes sense. I, think, I mean,
0: do they still have Vadova? Maddie,
1: don't I don't know, maybe.
0: But, not, not like, that's a good point card, anyway.
1: But. I'm going to say, is that what you're going to replace for him?
0: No, but it'll probably be Drew Holiday. Um, I think... I I will have to get into kind of uh, one of the other...
1: Delvadova's Doba on the Cavs.
0: Is he on the Cavs now? Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay. Fuck.
0: Uh, I think they're going to be good, but I don't know if if what is being rumored is going to happen. Which is possibly James Harden going to the Nets? That could interesting. That could possibly unseat the Bucks from the the favorite spot at least in the East.
1: Oh, I think they already were unseated. Yeah. When Katie and Kyrie got there. Yeah, I, think I so. mean it's close. It'd be more. Well, we don't. Separation. We don't
0: know what that's going to look like.
1: We don't. And we don't know what KD is going to come back from his injury. Yep. But I know what I've seen KD do moving the back in the day, and if he can do
0: pretty much that ninety five percent, ninety percent.
1: Yeah, if he can do ninety percent of what he did back in the day, he's going to be pretty good. Yeah. If Kyrie, what I've seen him doing, I guess in all right in the Boston, but what I've seen him do, if he can do that ninety percent, I don't. He'd be well. I'm not sure how the dynamic of
0: um, Kyrie, KD, and Harden would be.
1: That's an interesting one because I think Kyrie would be the third option there. He wouldn't get as much it's touches. He's not a good distributor. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He wouldn't get a lot of touches in general.
0: Well, that's the problem, I think, with that roster is above anyone else, James Harden yeah. needs the ball.
1: Yeah, He doesn't get 30 points off of one shot yeah he doesn't get
0: 35 points a game not shooting constantly exactly playing iso ball
1: exactly and then kd also needs the ball needs his ball so they're
0: pure scorers yes and kyrie is a slasher scorer Yep. he's not a distributor so what you now end up with is a iso three-point step back shooter kevin durant who is doesn't need to be put in a box because he just is what he is yeah he'll he'll
1: create a shop yeah anymore.
0: and then Kyrie, it's gonna be weird i don't know i feel like there's gonna be a stiff learning curve i think so to, also they're I gonna think, have to take concessions each one
1: yeah i could see that i think it's more harden um not Harden, more katie and harden being friends and i think katie trying to bring in harden i think i don't know what Kyrie feels about this and i know If it happens, Kyrie will tweet about it, so we'll know in like thirty seconds afterwards what he feels about it. Um, But Kyrie might be like the obtuse one there, kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. What am I gonna do here?
0: I especially don't know if I think if I if Kyrie and Harden will work.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. I think he's the more juice one. I think Harden and KD make a little bit more sense, but I don't. Could Kyrie be like a Russell Westbrook to them? in a sense if you were thinking back to the OKC days um well James but Harden, Harden wasn't, wasn't what he Harden was then. yeah
0: so it was really is Kyrie going to be James Harden of Russ and KB? kind of thing
1: I'm just trying to think how this would work
0: I'm I'm trying in my head I'm trying to play out like what their offense would look who's like Who's going to bring up the ball Kyrie
1: Kyrie so you for sure make him the one and you put Harden at the two, but then do you just give it to Harden and iso and let him that's, pull up that's the three is- or, like, drive to the basket and get a foul? And then the next one, you're like, okay, now Kyrie, give it to KD because he needs one. And KD creates a shot and does his thing, and then it's like... It's
0: not good offense, though. It's not.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, how that makes any sense. Like, I mean... And then Kyrie shoots, too, you know, like...
0: He does, but I mean, that's not really what he's going to probably do. I, well, maybe if, if they do the if, ISO if, here's bullshit the thing. If Steve Nash has a, a problem, a good problem in some ways and a bad problem in others, right? You get those three players. That's not really a problem. That's a good problem to have. But the problem you're going to end up with is what the fuck do you do with the three of them? Because, like you said, Kyrie brings the ball up and then just tosses it to James Harden, and then everyone clears out, and you've got KD well, like, standing in the corner. Waiting for James Harden to brick a three or something.
1: Whose team will that be?
0: <sighs> you know what's interesting is that it's. I feel like the dynamic of James Harden coming off of being it's being James Harden t- James Harden's team. It's been James Harden's team in Houston for since he's been there. Yeah, since he's been there. But over the last couple of years, last year especially. It's not just James Harden's team, it's like James Harden. And everybody else. And then there's like also a team. Like not saying that the offense runs through him is Understand. It's really saying James Harden is the offense. So him going there, I feel like that transition is gonna be really hard because he's used to it just being him. Mm-hmm. KD has had to play with really, really good players. Right when he was with in Stephen Clay, yeah, with Stephen Clay, right. It wasn't a
1: second fiddle to them though. Type no, of thing. but
0: it was not his team.
1: No, it wasn't his team. But he wasn't like.
0: It was not his team.
1: No, it wasn't his team. You asked but, who, wh- whose teams? Are yeah, yeah no, yeah, 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 yeah. But like,
0: is it is it Katie and Kyrie because they've been there for a year?
1: No. Right? K- I think it's KD's team, and then it's a little bit Harden's steam and then Kyrie's just there for the shits and giggles. I
0: think the problem with Kyrie— Unfortunately. I think Kyrie, and you'll look at— Kyrie is not capable of it being his team.
1: Yeah, we've learned that. We learned that when he, leave, left, he left the Cavs because of that. You know, he didn't want to be the second fiddle to LeBron, and so he went to Boston and he didn't do jack shit pretty much.
0: I think one of the problems with—
1: And I think that's where he realized that and was like, okay, I need somebody— and so he went and got KD. But then I think KD's thing is he wants everything. And now Kyrie's kind of been kind of put off to the side. I don't know. I don't know how you look at it. I think the problem is Kyrie's a fucking idiot. Well, we all know that. He is. That's not the, well, that's not the conversation we're having.
0: I just don't I don't think it can be his team because you need – if for, for it to be your team, you need to be the face of the team. You need to be a leader. You have to have the team's, like, confidence and i don't think Kyrie does that like i think he's like no he's he's like a really good asset that you keep off to the side but it's not
1: it's not it's not yeah that's what i'm saying it's not his team i don't i didn't wasn't think that i was thinking it's either harden's or kd's and i still don't know who it is
0: are they going to end up looking like the uh the ball brothers oh god you've got lamella ball is kyrie you've got lonzo who is Harden, and then you've got liangelo <laughs> or uh lonzo is uh katie yeah. and then uh liangelo it kind of works
1: kind of makes sense but no it
0: kind of works but i think the 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 worst one there is um katie and lonzo that's not a really good comparison but <sighs> it'll be i mean we'll have to see what happens yeah we have to see if it, if uh, it even
1: matriculizes so, like it went material all kind of rumors
0: to. at this point yep. we know that james harden has said that he wants to be traded but the rockets apparently seem pretty happy to just not and wait for I mean, something he
1: has a contract
0: yeah he's got a contract they don't have to release what's them.
1: he gonna do just not play
0: he's gonna want to go out and get his no matter what is my exactly
1: thought. he's not gonna pull a james Conner. oh actually Le'Veon bill yeah james connor took his spot he's not gonna pull a Le'Veon bill And And he's going to make 44 mil. Yeah,
0: he's going to make plenty of money. Fuck that. That's the other thing. I don't know how the Nets are going to cover all those contracts.
1: Yeah, he's going to make a 44, and Katie makes like 40, and Kyrie probably also makes like 38 or some shit. Yeah.
0: They're going to make a lot of money. DeAndre Jordan, they are probably give him like a nickel.
1: He would have to get, get traded. Yeah. He would have to be the part of the trade.
0: Depends on what his contract size is. Um... The Rockets are apparently also willing to wait on Russell Westbrook because apparently Westbrook, I mean, there's, I think without Harden, there's really no reason to have Westbrook. You might as well go into a rebuild, I guess, if you're Houston. Um, Potential landing spots you had heard were the Hornets and the Knicks.
1: Hornet and Knicks.
0: Which is just depressing. Yeah. I don't know which one's worse. I mean, the Hornets are really, really bad, but uh, the Knicks.
1: I don't know what the Knicks would give for him. Like you give away RJ Barrett. Yeah, like and some other younger guys. Maybe. Like, is that what you do to get Russell Wester Westbrook's contract? Might be the worst contract in the NBA. Yeah. He also makes forty. He makes exactly, pretty much exactly what James Harden does.
0: Yeah. It's way too much money. It's
1: Way too much money. I thought CP3s is bad? CP3 isn't that bad. Like Russell Westbrook literally doesn't make like doesn't play good basketball anymore. Yeah.
0: He is not as good as he once was. Um
1: But he's making fat, dude.
0: He is making fat fat stacks. That's stupid. Um a couple other quick hitters from things that we do know, DeMar DeRozan has exercise his player option for 2021 season. Um, DeRozan. Uh he's he's been pretty good but very quiet in San Antonio. Um, And then the Rockets traded Robert Covington to Portland for Trevor Ariza. So Ariza's back in Houston. Back in Houston. And a 2020 first-round pick, number 16 overall, and a 2021 first-round pick. Here they come again. Two Two first-round picks picks for Robert Covington.
1: Uh, Is Robert Covington worth two first-round picks?
0: If you guys want an evaluation of what a a first-round pick is worth, Take Robert Covington, subtract Trevor Ariza, and divide by two, and that's how much a first-round pick is worth, apparently, to p- the Portland producers It is less than a half of Robert Covington. So,
1: <laughs> Robert Covington isn't that good. No,
0: that's that's like five and a half points per game.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. He, he why why is Robert? I don't get it's that one. I didn't think great. the Drew Holiday one was good. This one's awesome. but I could see Drew like Drew, Drew Holiday get. Of one or two first-round picks. This guy got two first-round picks. I just don't
0: think they think first-round picks matter anymore. I swear to God, dude.
1: Then why do the GoCasey have 17 of them?
0: That's a good point.
1: But, yeah, that's stupid.
0: But, yeah, there's there's a lot of other uh, rumors flying around everywhere. I think a lot of
1: teams that oh, are— the Knicks have Julius Randle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett, who's probably the best player, Dennis Smith Jr., from the Mavs. Yeah. Interesting. Taj Gibson. What the fuck is this team?
0: Bro, at least it's not like the 2015 Lakers.
1: Oh, trash.
0: Yeah. Uh, a lot of interesting things out there. I mean, I think, uh, you know, we won't dive necessarily into who's uh, our favorites now to win the championships because things haven't settled yet. Um, you know, the Lakers have upgraded. Well, yeah, there's
1: a whole bunch of stuff changing right now.
0: Yeah, the Lakers have upgraded. The Clippers. The draft is are, tomorrow. Are too, trying. So the draft is tomorrow. Wait,
1: uh, who's going first? Lamelo, Wiseman. What do the T Wolves need? What do the T Wolves need? They probably need. Um, I, think, the, I think they take
0: Lamelo, and then I think the Warriors get a steal ooh, with Wiseman.
1: Ooh. Or actually, or Edwards.
0: I could. I actually could see um, if. If, what about Anthony Edwards, though? the dog? Timberwolves believe in D'Angelo Russell as their point,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they've already got a big man yep. in Cat. What they might lack is a shooting guard scorer. Which is LaMille. Which is Anthony Edwards.
1: No, he's not a shooting guard? Yes. What? They
0: compare him to James Harden.
1: Really? Yeah. I thought he was a uh, like a four.
0: Sh- scoring, they said scoring instincts similar to James Harden.
1: He plays a shooting guard position.
0: Yeah, he's a shooting guard.
1: I thought he was like a four. No. Interesting. Lamelo means- is not
0: that great of a three point shooter.
1: No, Lamelo is not a shooter. So nobody in the Ball family is a shooter.
0: That's a good point, LiAngelo. Okay, okay. <laughs> if
1: LiAngelo Ball is the best shooter,
0: but I I I, I think actually it? think I. Could see Anthony Edwards because I think he would fit better in a more balanced team. I think if you have D'Angelo Russell and LaMelo on the court at the same time, you got to figure out who's the distributor there. Uh, so
1: LaMelo goes to the Warriors?
0: So I think
1: if Anthony Edwards goes.
0: No, Wiseman.
1: Oh, Wiseman? Yeah. Oh, LaMelo drops to third. I think LaMelo. Oh, he gets fucked and goes to the Hornets? Yeah. Damn, that would suck. I think Lamelo's going first. I and I think the number number two pick is going to get dealt. What what I
0: think is the better option is if the Warriors pick up Wiseman. Wiseman, right? And I I'm just saying what's a better fit in my mind. Warriors what they did Wiseman. Yeah. Um the the deal where everyone gets better the the most better or um <laughs> is Lamelo going to the uh Hornets. Just because they have nothing, and so they need everything. Um, Wiseman to the the Warriors because now you've got another a big man, and Anthony Edwards to the T wolves so you ha- add in scoring um, and perimeter. So, I think that's kind of where it would best shape out. But I mean, none of the
1: Hornets. Oh shit, the Hornets are so weird. They got T- scary Terry Rozier. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, they got Malik Monk, Miles Bridges. Jesus, dude. PJ Washington. Is this is this a young team. Is this like the dumping ground
0: for like first, or like top five picks yeah. over the last yeah, few yeah. years? Yeah, because they
1: always get a top five pick and they'll do shit with it.
0: Or they've traded other players and like yeah. they've ended up there.
1: Yeah. yeah. Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, PJ Washington, Terry Rozier. Malik
0: Monk, dude. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> what? Uh, but anyways, no, I I think LaMelo goes first overall to the T-Wolves. All right.
0: I think that's a mistake for them to do that. But yeah, you think
1: so? I mean, he's
0: he might be the most ready, right? Because he's, he's played, played professional for the last couple of years. Latvia, yeah, and Australia. Oh, yeah, that's Is where he was recently. Um, but I just think fit wise, it makes more sense to get a score.
1: And you think the, the Warriors don't, um, no, don't I'm not saying, saying I
0: don't think that they, they trade out of it, but I think, uh,
1: so you're just going off of what would be the best for them, yeah. and not what you think will happen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think they make a trade. I think they get the fuck rid of that second overall pick and go get somebody.
0: The, so, because you you had told me that you think they're going to get rid of the second overall pick and Andrew Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins. For a trade to get somebody. But who yes. that somebody is. No idea. Yeah, that's the problem. So I don't
1: know what that. Well, I haven't heard anything, which is the funny part. Like, you've been hearing, like, Houston or, like, Buddy Heald or – Aaron Gordon and stuff, and I haven't heard anything. Yeah, about the Warriors.
0: I guess close to the vest, um, but I just don't know what's out there that's worth an Andrew Wiggins and a first overall pick because who the fuck knows what a first or a second overall pick is worth these days. Um, Fair enough. You know, <sighs> I just like who needs Andrew Wiggins, and then what are you trying to upgrade? Like, what, what do the Warriors need? Well, they probably need a big man. Yeah. Right? Wiggins plays like that stretch four. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, are you trying to get a, a center? Are you trying to get another four? If you're trying to upgrade from Wiggins, yeah, right? who's an upgrade four. from Wiggins?
1: Probably try to get a three or well, four. Probably try to get
0: four. You know? I just think a lot of those, the guys that you would shove in that spot aren't available. And that's going to be their one of their problems, you know. Anthony Davis is fits in that in that spot, but obviously he's not available.
1: Okay. Yeah, they're not going to go. Giannis,
0: same. He's not going to be available. No, they're not. Right, Joel Embiid, it's not going to be available.
1: I bam. Don't think, huh? Bam. Hey, okay, Bam. You know, okay, Bam. Aldridge. Oh, LaMarcus Aldridge.
0: I don't know if he fits their playstyle all that well. I, I, I still maintain that Jokic would do amazing on that team. He's not leaving. I know, but he would do amazing. A big man that can distribute so that Steph Curry doesn't have to, and he he's can just ball out, that would be something. But, yeah, like you said, that's not going to happen.
1: But Marcus Aldridge would be interesting.
0: That would be interesting because he's kind of faded into nothingness. And he, Rudy
1: Gobert? Rudy would provide
0: a defense, but he's not yeah. as great on the offensive end. No, um, we don't really need it if they have Robin they Lopez have. is available.
1: Ooh, Robin Lopez. Yes, he is available.
0: So, not that I think he would be happen. a starter.
1: A lot of stuff could happen. There's a lot of stuff that
0: could happen. DeAndre Jordan, if they do get rid of uh, DeAndre Jordan, on DeAndre Jordan could make sense. DeAndre Jordan would actually make sense. It he's like getting sense. a little older. He's up there, but bro, how about Blake Griffin?
1: You think Blake Griffin would go to the Warriors?
0: Blake Griffin would make sense. I don't think he, he would. I also think uh, Andre Drummond would make sense if, if he, he just hadn't re-signed. signed. <laughs>
1: yeah. He just signed like today. So.
0: I mean, granted, we are just naming like fours.
1: Yeah, we're naming a lot of fours. <laughs> um,
0: so, right. I, th- I think Anthony Davis would be really good on that team. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, craziness going on um, in the NBA. We'll have more takes next week once we get the draft and more yep, of these trades fun. happen. Um, but, I don't know if you have any, any other hot topics that you wanted to bring up.
1: No, All
0: right, well, my name's Eric. This is Berta. And this was Totally Bias. Uh, see you guys next week.
1: Later, players.